Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit Discover Connection Awaken Sacredness Become empowered Join us for our show on Blog Talk Radio Welcome, everybody, to Discover Your Spiritual Gifts Live, the radio show sponsored by Discover Your Spiritual Gifts in Littleton, Colorado. Today we have our host, Jason, that's me. Violet. And our cohort, Dave, is actually on vacation. We hope you're having a wonderful time, Dave. Uh, today we have a special guest with us, Mr. Charles Cox. So, Violet, why don't you give us an introduction for Charles? Oh, I, I am so excited to have Charles here today. I was taking his classes in 2011, um, met him when I first moved back to Colorado, um, was very connected because I had just came from a spiritual camp study in Casadega where I spent lots of time and he is a spiritualist so I loved his classes and teaching so I am so excited to have you here today Charles. I'm glad to be here. <laughs> Share with us I think one of the big things that I was thinking about this morning on the way in is what is spiritualism and where did it start and what got you into this and uh, tell us a little bit about you. Well um I'll tell you a little bit about spiritualism. So modern spiritualism started in the late 1840s in upstate New York. Uh, a couple of sisters uh, established contact with a spirit uh, through what they called rapping. They knocked on a, a, a wall and the spirit knocked back. Um, and it happened... Uh, um, it happened there... Everything, you know, has... There are no coincidences, right? So it's covered by a local newspaper, these two girls in this house while out in the middle of nowhere. Right about the time of the beginning of um, Associated Press. So this story hit this AP wire, and AP was brand new. So this story gets printed across the nation about these two young girls who are, who are knocking on a wall and talking to a spirit. And that's really the birth of modern spiritualism. And at, at late 40s and the early, um, uh, you know, coming into the Civil War period, this grew. And as during the Civil War period, a lot of families sent off brothers they just never heard from them again. It's not an, uh, a war like we would understand now. You just sent your kid off and the kid never came home. So there, the nation was in this giant wave of grief of missing hundreds and thousands of men. And so spiritualism became a, a, a movement in being able to uh, reach out to souls that have crossed over and establish communication with them. In so many ways, the spiritualism that I know today is no different than almost all religion, other than the fact, you know, I mean, we believe in life after death and all of these things and a higher power, but where most religions draw the line between what I do and what they do is that um, when I talk to the other side, the other side talks back. So that's where they kind of draw the line. And I got interested um, in this in a way that's kind of hard to describe. Um, I had always been interested in this. I have uh, Southern Baptist parents, so clearly from the beginning I was the devil. I, I just was a little kid asking innocent questions about these things. And when I was 17, I found uh, spiritualist ministers in Omaha, Nebraska, where I grew up, um, who had studied at Camp Chesterfield in Indiana, and I went studying with them. And my mom, being a good mom, um, Check them out and figured that, you know, as long as there weren't sacrifices or anything like that, that probably it was okay. So every <laughs> Thursday night, while I was 17 and 18 years old, I went over to their house and we did a seance every Thursday night. Wow. I know. So I moved to Colorado, found spiritualist teachers here locally, and uh, that kind of how the path just continued. Uh, by 91, uh, I was ordained in a spiritualist church in central Kansas. That church today is 135 years old. It is the oldest church in the county, even older than the Catholic Church or Baptist churches there. So uh, it's been a great journey for me. It's been um, it's been a lot of fun. And like many journeys, and I just share this because for whatever, 
I'm not sure that had I known everything that was going to be on my path that I would have taken this path. And so I'm, I love my life and I love all the experiences I've had, but you know, uh, a lot of folks that come to me for readings, they want to know every inch of the path ahead of them. But the truth is if all of us knew the every inch of the path ahead of us, we'd probably never get out of bed. Right? I feel like I'm gonna pass on that. Is today that supposed to happen now? I'm gonna stay in. Yeah. I'm calling in sick. Yes, net Netflix is my spirituality today, yes. thank you. Your universe I'm not feeling well today. So. I know. You could do that? Wow. I did I never even considered that possibility. I'm I'm all for it though. So so I um I started teaching uh, eleven years ago in a lady's house in southwest Denver and um, within a year we had outgrown her home and I started teaching at Cornerstone Books in Inglewood. That's where I would have met you. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we became the Denver Psychic Development Group, and the Denver Psychic Development Group is now, and has been for a long time, the largest psychic development meetup group in the world. We have almost 3,000 members, and um, it's just been a, it's been a blessing. The whole thing has been a blessing. I would have never guessed when I started this group that there'd be 3,000 members. I've met, for the most part, and I mean this, for the most part, good people that are on a similar path that I'm on, you know, kind of a light, uh, exploring spirituality kind of path. Spirituality to me in uh, it enlivens my life, right? When spirit is around I'm giddy and silly and and uh, and I've met a lot of people that are like that and the classes have been great in that way so I think kind of subliminally I'm teaching that as a as a secondary lesson underneath this that spirit is something spirituality, being on the spirit path, if you want to be a spiritualist that's fine, but being on this path in general can be light and airy and fun as it should be. As it should be, right? I love that that's an ongoing theme for you to, to really approach it that way and see it that way. Well, new folks that wander into class, I always give a disclaimer at the beginning of the class and here's what it sounds like. So if you're looking for a spiritual teacher, I might not be that guy and I want to tell you why. The truth is, I'm a 17-year-old boy living inside a middle-aged man's body, and there's not a fart joke or a sexual innuendo that doesn't make me laugh out loud. And so if you're looking for someone that's going to be prim and proper, right, you're just not going to find it. And one night in class, I made some offhand, off-color comment, and this older woman, probably about my mom's age, she was definitely filling my mom's role, right? I made this comment, and she goes, oh, Charles, no, no. You're better than that. And I like bahad out loud. I'm like, no, I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) Fart jokes are funny. (laughs) They are. I'm a 17 year old boy living in a middle aged man's body. Every morning I have a call to Jesus meeting while I'm looking in the mirror. I'm like, sweet baby Jesus, what happened? Again? 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 I'm having Freaky Friday, but I don't have anyone that I switch bodies with. So you're you're having kind of a a, 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 a tainted Thursday then, really? Exactly. Right. Charles is stuck on tainted Thursday. Great. This is this is where you'll find him. Oh. Well, and life is supposed to be fun. We forget that. And, you know, I think when I when I found your class, what was so amazing was, you know, I lived in Orlando, Florida. And what I didn't realize is when, you know, I shut off my gifts when I was younger because my family didn't believe either. I raised my children, Southern Baptist, told them if they read their horoscope that we were all going to hell. My daughter still tells that story today. Um, until I opened and connected, reconnected with my gifts, probably in my 30s, 40s. And um, it was funny because I lived five minutes away from Casadega, had no idea it existed until Spirit led me there. And I was like, walked to the camp, got out of my car, went to the metaphysical store, and went, 
I'm home. Where has this been, right? That connection being home. And so studied there for several years, really several years. So when I came to Denver and found you, the classes you offer are very much like everything they offer at the spiritualist camps. So I was like, oh, this is so cool. I can't, I can't wait to be involved. And I know even after that, I got into another school and kind of um, back, I, I left and didn't come back to your class, but I talked to people today that know you, that 3,000 number, I think everybody has connected with you one way or another, which is really awesome. And I, I saw the announcements on Meetup, it's the largest group, and that's been happening since about 2011 too. 2009 was our first class, that's when we first started on Meetup. Wow. So it's uh, it was a year prior to that we started teaching classes, so or I started teaching classes, so all my personalities are coming forward now, that's when we started teaching classes. <laughs> Um, yeah, so right now we've done uh, 820 <laughs> classes or something like that in the 10 years we've been doing classes. Wow. I mean, it's been really, uh, it's been a real impressive road. I mean, just me watching from a distance. I mean, I had to go dig out my fork today because it got... You, okay, you, you, can't <laughs> you can't just, you that. can't just flop that out there, V. You, you've got to give a little backstory before you just say, I went and dug out my fork. <laughs> Well, because Charles gave me a fork. If you come to my class, get a free fork. <laughs> it's going to be a used fork. Because because clearly you get them from, from the used fork bin. Well, I've told, I've told this story so many times about coming to your class where you could bend a spoon and a fork. Um, and um, I've kept this fork for so long. And I recently got married. Not recently, but about four years ago. My husband, who is a rocket scientist, aerospace engineer, doesn't believe um, in the things we do. I go, I went to Charles's class and you, you just don't understand. I bent a fork with my mind and he's like it was a trick fork i go no it really wasn't a trick fork i did this and he's like sure violet sure and so i had to go dig out the fork this morning and find my special little fork i've hung on to since 2011 see my little fork it's just so it's all bent up and and this is a fun class and it's a great example of what i like to teach so the setup for the class is really simple um you can take this class on whatever level you want to take this class right if you want a, a, a simple party trick if you want to mess with your mother-in-law when you go over the holidays and just mess with her silverware more power to you <laughs> or all of the above yes. or, yeah. <laughs> the deeper level of the class is that maybe not everything in our universe is as static as we think it is and that if we really are creating our own experience then it's our beliefs that are holding things solid so what if you believed just for a moment that that fork wasn't solid that spoon wasn't solid for a moment that's all you need right i don't need you to hold on to that belief for a long time and what if in that moment that fork gave up its rigidity because you no longer believe that it was solid and that's all it is. And then you can take that to a larger picture. The things in our life that we, you know, we see things on the horizon coming our way and we say, oh my God, this is going to be a disaster. Well, we're already naming it before it gets here. And the power of names comes right out of the Bible, right? I mean, God named the animals right in Genesis, right? He's naming things. So he's cre he is creating in his words the things around him so the class is a really deep class that we all have a lot of chuckles about and have fun with but the truth is that class is that the spoon bending class is the essence of what i'm teaching to everyone what if everything isn't as solid as it looks like it is there's a story of a young man in africa that had his uh, leg spontaneously removed by an alligator. Well, I guess that would be a crocodile there. But uh, he lived in the, uh, you know, off the off the grid. It was you know indigenous. It was an indigenous tribe, and uh, his leg was growing back mm -hmm. because he didn't know any different that your leg isn't supposed to grow back. Right. So his leg was growing back in in a functional manner. So it's just a testament to to what you're saying. That's that there. It, it's really about the belief system, and we've we've all. 
agreed to come into this place where time is linear and we have to have money and we have these practical things and how we interact with the world but the the reality outside of our reality still exists that's exactly right we're in some kind of bubble right and because we're in these bodies we um our minds somehow believe that what we need and what we want, that it's all exterior to us, and that it has nothing to do with what's going on inside my head. And that couldn't be farther from the truth, right? That And everyone has experiences. And it's always interesting to me to, to talk to someone that um, you've had the same experience I've had and a different take on it. How can that be, right? Well, I, I met that woman and she was wonderful and I'm thinking, <laughs> okay, right? Or I I used this product or went to this place, right? You like that store? How could you possibly like that store? And this becomes just, it's all happening inside of our heads. There's this great story a couple weeks ago, and uh, physics had this breakthrough that now all the physicists don't know what to think. And I'll, I'll try to just sum this up very quickly. But uh, we can know where a particle is, or we can know where it's headed, but we can't know both. We can either know one or the two. It's a quantum physics thing. And when we know the particle, we know that it's a photon or a neutron or whatever. So once it stops and we identify it, it we can identify it, I guess. They did an experiment a couple weeks ago, published the results, where they had two different completely separate people, groups of scientists. They identified the same particle but it was a neutron to this group over here and an electron to this group over here. That can't possibly be. And what that means is, is that when we talk to people that are having completely outrageous experiences that we don't understand, that's because they saw an electron, right? So it, re it really is happening inside our head. If that we think we can call that particle something, and that's what it is, but that's Charles calling it something. Viola looks at it, she goes, well, that's, that's something. And, and this is where we, this is where lines of politics and religion, right, flow through here, right? Because you'll say, it is not, because, why? Because I saw it. I saw it. It's an electron. And I'm going to be like, she's a crazy, crazy, because it's a neutron. Right? No, it's, it's a photon, <laughs> You better see that's exactly It's a right. photon, Charles. I'm just going to hold down the other side of the triangle over here. It's a photon. <laughs> <laughs> Hindus tell a great story about this, about the, they call it the trickster god thing, where they're uh, farm workers and the god walks down the center road between the, between the farm workers and he has a hat that's red on one side and green on the other, and they are all completely aware that what they're seeing is God. They are in the presence of God. And God gets to the other side of the road and he disappears or whatever the Hindu god does, and the farm workers are completely moved by this experience and that they have seen God and been in the presence of God and I say to Violet, I said, in that red hat that he was wearing, and you say, that hat was green. There is the basis of this crazy division of religion. And so what we fight about is not that we were in the presence of God, but that we were that he wore a green hat or a red hat or a purple hat. I, I just love that story because that that explains that explains the crazy in our world, but and so we miss the bigger point, and we try to kill each other on the details. And it, this story, tying this all in, this physics story from this last couple of weeks, is another example of that. That you look at it, you see a photon, I see an electron, you see a neutron, right? And that just cannot be. They have a way of isolating. There was only one particle there. It can't be all three. Or can, or can it? Or can it? <laughs> what? Right. Wow. Oh, it's, it's like the division of uh, uh, of dark matter and and there being actual space and there isn't. Right. Right. Which, which, as a spiritual person, that always made sense to me. Of course, there's no space. There's something there. Something exists there. Well, galaxies are moving away from us faster than the speed of light. How can that be? And so a physicist will tell you, well, nothing, no thing can move faster than the speed of light in space. Okay. So what is a... I think a galaxy would be a big thing, right? But somehow, because that's whatever this is that surrounds the galaxies is something different than the space that we experience here. It's what we see. It's what we see and can't put our minds around. Right. Yeah. Well, and it's beautiful how there's so many answers 
on both sides of the coin, on one side of the science coin and the spirituality coin. And one can answer the questions the other one can't. And, and they're, con they're beginning to converge in a, in a greater capacity and, and much quicker. In the foreword to um, Brief History of Time, Stephen Hawking, 1986-87, he addresses this. He said that he, he was concerned, this was a concern to him, that the uh, religionists were sounding more like scientists and the scientists were sounding more spiritual. But we're all trying to answer the same question. That's the that's the deal, right? It's so true. it is me looking. We're back to this particle thing, right? I see it one way, you see it another way, you see it another way. It really is amazing to me, at the end of the day, that we get anything done, that we're able to live in communities of any kind, that we even have a common language of any kind. It's amazing to me. Um, it's something that we've worked out on a soul level or an energetic level, so that we can not be crazy in this space, unless I really am crazy and I'm not getting along with everybody and I just don't know it. And that's a whole other show on a whole other day. <laughs> I think we've established that you're getting along with at least 3,000 people. Yes. yes. <laughs> but I haven't scared them away yet. <laughs> well, the day's young, my friend. <laughs> the possibility still exists. <laughs> I noticed, too, you still do stuff at the church at Kansas. I do. So I, uh, I've been ordained 29 years, and I'll be out there this summer for a week. And this, thank you for kind of swinging this back. You and I are throwing around a word that people may not be familiar with, which is camps. Mm -hmm. So what is a spiritualist camp? Mm -hmm. So when spiritualism uh, first started thriving, uh, communities of spiritualists came together. Many of them were Quakers. So the Quakers were already used to living in communities. So they came together as as camps. They called them camps. So there are many more camps in the eastern half of the U.S. than there are in the western half of the U.S. And that just has to do with geography. Uh, anyone that's ever driven down I-76, um, when you come over that ridge and you can see the mountains completely from New Mexico to Wyoming, right? If I came over that on a horse, I'd be like, this is the promised land, right? There's just, there's just no way, no way I'm going over those mountains. The world's not flat. The world is not flat. <laughs> it's got bumps and stuff. And at some point it's going to be like 14,000 feet bumps. I'm like, no, I love this place. So, um, But the camps came together and they were community centers. They were churches and uh, uh, many of the camps are the templates for what we call a, a, a psychic fairy day. So our camp out at my church in Kansas, in Wells, Kansas, Sunset Spiritualist Church, 135 years old, um, they host a nine-day period where there are classes and readers and there's a uh, New Age bookstore that comes up from Wichita and brings all of their stuff. You can stay on the campgrounds and see psychics, and all the classes are free. Uh, it's honest to God. They just do everything by donation. Just come out and spend time with us, and it's a lot of fun. And this is a this is something you find all around the country are these camps. So Casadega is very old. Uh, Casadega was the um, summer home for the Lilydale folks. So the Lilydale is in way upstate in upstate New York. I've been there, and uh, it is no coincidence that the town that Lilydale is in is Casadega, New York. Did you uh, know that? No, I did not. <laughs> yes. So, yeah. So they, uh, who would have guessed it, but uh, old lady psychics even 100 years ago didn't like the winter in upstate New York. So they would, however, they would travel Go south of Florida. Spiritual like snowbirds. <laughs> that's exactly right. Uh, so that's what camps are. And uh, um, our church is that kind of camp out in, in, out in Kansas. And when does that happen, Charles? When does uh, that occur? June 1st through June 9th this year for us. Interesting. So I'm going to go out for the nine days and do church services. And I'm teaching classes and doing readings. And I'll be honest with you, they they work me like a Hebrew slave. So there's a, there's a uh, I know, <laughs> I hate not having a live audience. <laughs> That's a funny line. <laughs> um uh, they they work me. There's a there's a demand for this, and they this is one of the church's primary fundraisers for the year. Is people just come and stay with us and have a lot of fun. So, and I will read. They'll the Hebrew slave part. They will. I'll have my first reading at nine in the morning, the last one at five in the afternoon, and they'll do that for the whole like six days. I'm there reading. Wow. Sounds like a blast to me. It is a lot of fun, and you know I, I've read for so long, it does not wear me down at all. 
Um, and it actually... That's Jason. Yeah, it, yeah, the more readings I have, the more invigorated I get. I read at another store up on Broadway, and uh, one day one of the ladies at the front desk came running back. They had booked me all day. And she said, I, I, I put in a break in there for an hour so you could just take a breath. And I'm like, I appreciate that, but you don't need to do that. Book it up. I handle my time. I'm here to work, right? Mm -hmm. uh, my only thing is I can't work too far into the evening because then I'm still up at 3 in the morning. Because <laughs> I'm... Hi. Yeah, I'm completely energized. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that's I'll go out there and do that, and that's coming up very quickly. Yeah, it is. I want to check that out. Sometime. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Jason, I need to come and check that out. You know, in two weeks, I'll be in Orlando. I'm taking my husband to Casadega. I have a best friend that owns a house there. Nice. She's bought in a house there, and like you said, it's you know in Casadega, it's like four blocks of these old, beautiful homes right. with their little shingles out on the on the sidewalk that says, "Hey, I do readings. Call for an appointment." That's right. And the energy there is so amazing because they've been doing this work for so long that you can feel it when you walk right. in and so um, you know some of the trips that I've planned is I want to go to Lilydale I want to go to Camp Chesterfield I want to go check them out meet people talk to people because that's kind of where my journey started and I loved it seances and trumpet seances and you know learning how to read and building your intuition and dropping keys in a hat and reading keys and you know all that fun stuff because we had fun and they would have services they have a church you go for a service it's absolutely beautiful and um, shop at the stores it's it, it really is a cool so we'll have to go and, and check it out Kansas isn't that far away what's that drive six and a half hours so that's not really bad at all and they charge twenty dollars a night for a cabin and yeah. all of the food so they're old church ladies that are making all the food I have to be really careful when I go out there because I come back looking like that character from <laughs> Willy Wonka right all <laughs> was it violent? is that right? I don't you're violent you're turning violent <laughs> violent violent oh and they're all and they're all feeders this is what happens when they're all old lady you know and I mean this very respectfully right but they're all old lady empaths right so last year probably about Wednesday seriously I, I don't eat three meals a day at home right and these are biscuits and gravy and eggs and lunches a whole lunch not a sandwich from Subway or something like that right so I didn't have dinner and probably about an hour after dinner someone's knocking on my cabin door and it's one of the cooks and she goes I know she didn't come to dinner I got you a plate right I'm like dinner so what you're saying is there's nine days of heaven oh in Kansas the first week of June. And pies. They make their own pies. They have a snack bar, so there's a Who knew? kitchen. So it's like heaven squared now. Jeez. When you bring in pie, I mean, you, you can't go wrong with pie, Charles. And everyone says, wouldn't it be better you know, if you were out there that you, in all that fresh air and all that natural surrounding that you, know, you could go for a walk every morning? Yes, I could. <laughs> yes, yes, I could. But I'd rather head downstairs to see what next is on the, you know, right. cavalcade of rich, buttery, creamy <laughs> breakfast foods. <laughs> not a not a protein shake and a and a rice cake. No. So do you have to schedule readings, or do you can you just show up there and see who's available? How does how does some of that work? Oh. If somebody just wanted to come for the day and spend a few hours or right. hang out, so people show up and you would just go into the office and say, um, "I'd like a reading. Who's available?" So I, my schedule already has readings on it because people I have regulars who want to uh, you know get a reading from me. But then the office would just say, "You know, I've got this person, that person, this person available," wow. and you just go. And the classes are all, unless otherwise noted, and I don't think there are any this year that are that are that we're charging for. All the classes are free. Is this Sunset Camp? Is that what we're talking Sunsetcamp. about? Sunsetcamp.org. All right. Yep. Sunsetcamp.org. Yes. That would. That's that's fabulous. What what an amazing thing to learn about. Just 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 that in itself is uh, is worth you being here. Thank you so much for sharing that. And spiritualism, you know. Spiritualism in itself, as a religion, is not evangelical. So a lot of the spiritualist churches across the country and camps are in decline. There's, it never would occur to me, it's funny that I came from a Baptist background, but as a spiritualist, this would never occur to me, that if I had a really good time in church, or a really good time on the camp, that I would call you up. Violet, I think you should come out and visit our church or visit our camp, because they're not evangelical. 
And so a lot of the a lot of these organizations are in decline because their membership is dying, and there's no new there's no new blood. We're not experiencing that at, at Sunset Camp because we have been about reaching out to people and making you part of our community and you know involved in our processes and and so that's been a lot of fun and it's been a lesson I think for some of the older members who would just rather things always be the way they are. But the world's changing, mm-hmm. right? The businesses that we all have seem like they're changing every day. So this ability that we've had to have like younger leadership and be able to kind of be more, you know, malleable or coachable to what the circumstances are has really paid off for us. Well, as the world changes, you've got to adjust your approach and and they've, they've clearly built a foundation to allow this to continue. And ascension means everybody. It doesn't mean that, that the right. biscuit ladies miss out on that, right? right. It's, exactly. it's for everybody. So uh, let, let's, let's take a quick break right here. So we will uh, take an opportunity to, uh, to bust out a couple of real short commercials and uh, uh, we'll be right back with DYSG Live and Charles Cox. Do you desire a deeper connection with your past life information and your spiritual guidance? Would you like to secure access to your personal wisdom and bring that continuously into your daily life? Then the Akashic Shamanism two-day workshop is for you. The next event is June 8th and 9th of 2019 at Discover Your Spiritual Gifts and you can sign up through Facebook and Eventbrite. This two-day immersive experience helps you discover and strengthen your connection to the Akashic Records. It also teaches you how to have access to this wisdom for clarity and guidance, and that's when you need it. Together, we will explore many different techniques to find out how and what works for you. It's all about your journey to your information. We work with shamanic practices to draw in and secure this wisdom into your daily experience. This is done through grounding and clearing exercises, shamanic journeys, and personal exploration. My name is Jason Antelek, also known as Akashaman. As an international speaker and spiritual teacher, it is my passion and joy to share my experience with the Akashic Records and shamanic practices with you. I truly enjoy the interaction and transformation that occurs during this workshop, and I get a ringside seat for the ahas, healing, and growth that occurs during our time together. Please join me for an immersive exploration into your soul information and spiritual guidance in the Akashic Shamanism two-day workshop. And welcome back to Discover Your Spiritual Gifts Live. This is Jason and Violet. Um, our cohort, Dave, is on vacation. We hope you're having a wonderful time, our friend. And uh, we have uh, Charles Cox with us today. So, uh, Violet, what's what, what are we going to talk about next? <laughs> so I want to talk about some of the classes that you offer here in Denver and, and what they're about, like just a brief description and some of the stuff that you do here. Sure. So adult learners are all about doing. Um, and I know you wouldn't guess this for me kind of being reserved with you guys here today, <laughs> but I could probably talk for two hours and not even really recognize that you're in the room. Um, but uh, adult learners don't learn that way. So almost all of my classes are experiential. And they, so what I'm doing is I'm offering a, a concept and then I invite you to join me in, in, in this. So a lot of it is practice. When I studied with these mediums when I was 17 years old, you know, of course in Omaha, Nebraska, there were no there were no metaphysical bookstores and, and there was no internet and anything like that. Um, but their thing was the only way you could learn this was to practice. So I took that to heart. The only way to really be on your spiritual path is to practice. If you want to be a spiritual reader, a psychic reader, a medium, you have to practice these things. So there are four core basic classes um, in uh like you said, reading keys, we're reading jewelry, right? <laughs> we're reading pictures. Um, we're doing billets. Have you been to a billet reading before? I have, but I'm sure these folks don't know what billet so, readings are. So there's so many things, and you just got to take this. Just this is all of spiritualism in toto. Um, there are things in spiritualism that they picked up to sound fancy. The a lot of it are French words that you know, like clairvoyance. <laughs> I'm clairvoyance. Okay. Um, and I don't know why they did that, but it just sounds... You do need a live audience. <laughs> I do need a live audience. It's thoroughly animated. It's the Charles Talk Show. <laughs> I'm glad you could join me on my show today. 
Jason Novella won't be here next week. My guest will be. And we're going to switch to video from here forward. So, you can laugh. <laughs> so um, do you know what billet means? No. Okay, so I'll explain what a billet seance is, or a billet reading is in a minute. A billet is French, billet, which means a little piece of paper. Does that make you laugh? <laughs> okay, so a billet, a billet reading... <laughs> You write so a, a pamphlet, basically. No, not even a, a pamphlet. Sheet of paper. Oh, okay. It's like you tore off for the corner That's of your exactly page right. of paper. It's a billet. <laughs> we Americanize it, call it a billet. Um, <laughs> we, we have to pronounce all the consonants. It's, yeah, it's we're American. Yes. That's a D, baby. <laughs> not even a whole sheet, just a little yeah. piece. <laughs> so in a billet reading, Jason, I would ask you to write down uh, on a small piece of paper um, a question that you have. And I would ask you to um, ask it as clearly as you can, fold that paper up, put it in an envelope, seal that envelope, and hand it to me. Now, this can happen in a, in a group environment, but this is a way, what you're doing is you're transferring your energy about this question onto a piece of paper. And then, so, but billet is just a little piece of paper. It just makes me laugh. Um, so, uh, this is a fun, I, I like doing billet classes because this is so far on the edge of what people believe they can do that they actually it's an easier way to get to their psychic stuff so i do this in a lot of beginning classes so i'll have a group of people we'll mark the envelopes in a way that i don't know you don't put your name on it right you'll then pick an envelope that's not yours and i just want you to tune into it in whatever way whatever that means to you and in whatever way you do that and just write down whatever right then we'll switch envelopes again and you'll have someone else's you'll do the same process we do it two or three times what's crazy is that you'll have you know Tallulah's envelope you'll have Tallulah's envelope I'll have Tallulah's envelope two of the three of us will have very similar messages in holding that envelope and I teach people about how how does this envelope feel how does this envelope feel compared to the previous envelope you had Right? Is it warmer? Does it feel more energetic? Is it cold? Is there any difference? Right? And I'm asking them to just use their feelings without any direct guidance on how to do this work. And the moral of this class is, is that we use our psychic stuff every day. We, 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 I don't care if someone will say, I don't have psychic bone in my body. Well, believe that all you want. But the truth is, we, we navigate. You know, we navigate. That's exactly what I was looking for. Thank you. Navigate. We do. We navigate using that. And it, just your ability to be able to tune in correctly to see more clearly gives gives you better skills in navigating through life. So uh, those are the basic classes. I teach a class called um, mm -hmm, Basic Energy Management, which is kind of the beginning thing for folks who want to be mediums. And I get a lot of people that are not grounded, that are totally caught up with you know, they've seen ghosts or they love Long Island Medium or something. They're like, I want to be that person. You do not want to be that person, right? First of all, the world already has a Teresa Caputo. So if you could do everything the same, we would just have another Teresa Caputo, which doesn't make you unique in any way. But the truth is, you have to be able to turn it on and turn it off. And as someone who reads for people regularly, I have to be able to turn it on and turn it off. So if I take the family out to dinner tonight, I don't want to be reading the waitress, right? The crazy man at the table next to me, the unhappy cook in the back. I'd like to just be able to spend time with my, with my peeps. However, that being said, most people don't have that skill. So the basic energy management class is giving you the tools to be able to turn it on and turn it off. I, I honestly believe there's a some subset of people, and not a small one, that would just love to be tuned in all the time. But the truth is we came into this life to be in this body, to be in this life, in this life. And <clears throat> this isn't some, for me, it's not some huge spiritual insight that I've, that I've had. This is just my observation. I've met a lot of mediums over the years who had much better relationships with the spirit world than they had with the people around them. And I never understood that, right? It's as though they are turning their life they're turning their back to their life and they're focused on the spirit world. Well, baby, you're going to be back there soon enough because you're like 110. So, you know, I don't... <laughs> right, right. But I think that's important. And I know here at this center in the classes that we teach, we have people hungry 
for those types of classes. And even me, who does readings and healings, and um, I know how to turn it on and off, I enjoyed the practice because I think the practice Mm -hmm. is really important. And because of the camp, we were constantly practicing. They would blindfold us. There was always some new trick when we went. And it was like, this is a safe space. You don't have to be perfect. It's about trying to do this and practicing. And so I've been thinking about here we need those types of classes because people want to learn how or need the practice. And, and they're so those classes are so fun and interesting when we do that. It's two hours that goes like that. Yeah. I mean, it's just, you know, right? You walk in the door and you're like, how can it be? It, it's over? Yes. <laughs> We're done. Everybody go. go home. I'm turning it off. You need to go. <laughs> That's right. But you also talk about people being on all the time. When people are really new to their gifts, right? They're like, they want to give you messages. They want to walk up and go, I have a message no for boundaries. you. No boundaries. No boundaries. And so we're constantly teaching people. Don't read people. That's not, that's, that has no integrity to it. They didn't ask you for a message. If they want a message, they'll ask you for one. But when you're really new to your gifts, you're so excited yes. to get information. It's like, oh my gosh, let me give you what I just got so you can tell me whether I'm on, off, correct, right? And so having those classes to be able to do that in a safe forum is um, a really awesome that you offer that. I know that you've been both through classes and to seances, right? And so an important part of what I do is I'm teaching people is, may I come to you, right? So I have a message for you, Violet, may I come to you? That I want permission, so that I'm not that crazy person that's just talking to you all of a sudden, I'm like, oh. <laughs> All right, well, your grandma's here, and grandma is a little unhappy that you own this store, right? It's it's weird, and and what's funny is nobody admits to watching the uh, Long Island Psychic, even though everyone does. It's uh, some kind of secret pleasure that we all have, right? But you can't walk through, you can't walk through King Supers and be doing this shit. No, I and can't even is, imagine. No, but people do, right? I, mean, I was in line behind this lady at checkout, and I thought, oh, her dad is here. I'm like, no, no. Do you understand now why she called 911? Right? This is, you know boundaries. It's no boundaries, right? And what I do, you know, when I'm, when I'm on, and I mean when I'm on, what I do can have a religious feel to it. And to me, it's akin to being in the produce section and having someone come up to me and ask me if I have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. This is, it's about boundaries, right? So, but the boundaries work both ways. So it's about keeping this energy in and letting the gift grow, right? And you're nurturing it and holding on to it and you get to share it. And then there's plenty for both. But when there's no boundaries, and there, most of them are empaths and they have boundary issues anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I work on that. And I don't, again, don't teach anything about boundaries and empaths and things like that because of my... My, because I read a book about this somewhere. I spent 10 years of my life, I literally have a decade that's just gone, where I just got lost in this. Where I was the crazy guy that walks into your store and be like, oh, oh, oh. That check you took yesterday for 35 bucks, it's no good. Right? It's, and and it, didn't, it didn't help my work life, it didn't help my personal life, it didn't help my family life. And so you have to kind of be, you have to hold people's hands and bring them into this place where there's a there's a place where you can use these gifts so much more positively and constructively, mm-hmm. but you have to teach them that, mm-hmm. right? Um, in you were talking about the classes, it's the same kind of teaching. Um, people don't under, they don't think they can do this, right? So you have to hold their hand in getting them over that hump that they can do this. And nobody's willing to do that. Not a lot of people are willing to do that, right? I'm going to hold your hand, we'll get over this hump. And so maybe you can do this. And it doesn't mean that you can do what I do or do what you do or do what Jason does, but that's the first step. All of us started somewhere, right? But everyone, we live in this world, we want something, we want something now. Just, I think it was last fall, some touring company came through town and they were doing three-day Reiki master Workshops, So you can go from not ever having done Reiki to being a certified Reiki master in three days, which would be Friday night, Saturday, and half of Sunday. No. Right? No. <laughs> but it's, 
And it's nothing against them. It's we could do the same thing. We could do we could do a class together. I'll three days. I'll turn you into a professional psychic. No, it won't work, and I'll have taken all of their money. But uh, we're not meant. To, you know, some of this stuff, and you know, when you talk about Reiki and healing, it's so sacred, and everybody wants to shove it. We want this instant gratification that we have it, and we got it. And there are just some things in life that don't work that way. Yeah, I, this is because we're on a spiritual path, right? So. Folks will come into class and they'll say, well, when did you start doing this? And I'll say, well, I'm 17, right? And so I'm 30 now, so it's been 13 years. Why don't laugh like that? That hurts my feelings. It's <laughs> Louise. For, for those that are, don't recognize, I am not laughing. Charles is, is, is he looks 25. <laughs> You're hired. Okay, on my new show, you can come on. Jason will be my first guest. He can fawn over how young I look. Right. But they'll, what they'll, they'll equate this in their mind. They'll say, well, oh my God, well, I don't have that much time. Well, I'm not saying that this is my path. I started when I was 17. I'm 57 now. So this has been 40 years of doing this. But I'm not saying it takes you 40 years. But it's something you got to work on regularly, right? If you... I, anything. You want to build a business, you're building a business here. Wouldn't it be nice if you could just rent the space and open the doors and, and boom. It didn't happen that way. Uh -uh. It doesn't happen that way. No, because we're on the second floor. <laughs> <laughs> He's really bitter about that. <laughs> I'm not okay with it. Because <laughs> he gets to help haul stuff up and down the stairs all the you're time. You're lucky. <laughs> Chosen. It's true. It's, I am blessed. I am blessed. But it's so true. And, you know, I have people come in here that are just spiritually awakening. And they're like, I want to be where you're at. And I go, it takes time. I've been doing this for quite a while. I mean, enjoy the journey. It's about the journey. Right. And I, this, you know, we recognize this in our, in, in the millennials, right? That they want everything right now. But the truth is, that's really in our consciousness. Even people that are, you know, my age or even old like you, that um, <laughs> I love that Charles. Old sorry. like me. Old like you. Again, <laughs> again Jason not laughing. <laughs> Jason, Jason should not be laughing at that one. Um, you know, I rec I have a niece who's thirty. Right? If she needs to know how to fix something, she gets on YouTube. She gets an instant answer to something. And I listen. I love YouTube. Right? How to change out a plunger in a toilet? Boom, right? Got the laptop in the bathroom while hands deep in the water. I'm working on it. I dig this, right? But on personal growth, spiritual growth stuff, I don't know that it happens like that. And so people get excited. They feel the passion and the rush of this energy, and they want this right now. And I, I don't know how to answer that except what you're answering, which is enjoy the journey. And I, I'm a lifetime learner. But a lot of people don't want to embrace the lifetime learner thing. They want to learn it, get it done, get a, uh, a certificate. certificate on the wall, right? You know, I'm looking up at the wall, right? Certificate on the wall, right? And then move on to the next thing. Dude, this is my thing. And I, I tell people, I, I often think that the only reason I'm at where I'm at in my life, the classes and the readings that I do and just all the opportunities to teach in different places, I'm just too stupid to stop. And I mean that in a, in a nice way, but I just, I wanted to do this, and at no point did I think, maybe I should just stop and, you know, go get a job. I just never did. And so that's, that's passion. That's what real passion looks like. It's not the, the manic, I got to learn everything right now, I want to read every book that you've got, every book, and I want to read it right now. Well, in, in your example, you, you illustrate a perfect point is that even though you've got this instant answer of how to fix the toilet, you still have to take the action for it to happen. Yes. Watching it on the video does not fix the toilet. You have to take action, and that takes time. So it, in your spiritual journey, you have to actually have the experience. you got to have your hands in the water. Right. You, right? One meditation is not going to do it. And, and who would want that? Right? Who who would want the one meditation to turn everything on? Because once you're once you're on, boy, whoo, there's there's a lot going on we're not aware of. We don't realize how draining and how difficult that can be. And people that are waking up are looking for the tools. But even with a tool, you have to apply it. You can learn the tool, right. but you have to actually use it. And they're different tools, right? So it's many. Like, I've mastered the hammer. 
<laughs> I'm going to build a life. <laughs> With a hammer. That's right. Yes. I'm like, yay. And again, I don't mean to come off judgmental. I just have been down this road, right? I've been down this road where if I just learn this one thing, this will turn stuff around. And all it does is open up a new thing. And that's not a bad thing because I'm a lifelong learner. But you have to be able to embrace that, right? That life's going to throw you, you know, going to throw a wrench in the in the in the whole operation, and you have to figure out. You have to figure it out. That's part. That's why we came here. Well, and there's a there's another factor here too is people are awakening and they really want to know it and then they sign up to take everything and you can't process everything. I mean, there's lots of shinies in this. I could be in Reiki, I could do Akashic, I could do spiritual, I could do flame readings, I could do I mean, there's a lot of stuff that you can choose and go with and they just sign up for everything and they can't get it all. So it's like then they then they kind of blow up on some level because they're trying to take on too much. It's overload. It's, it's overload, and so it's like slow down, <laughs> take one thing, integrate it, use it, incorporate it, become the tool, then take the next. There's lots of shiny here, guys. There's lots of fun things that you can get into well, and you, do. You can't see Disney World in a day. You cannot ride every ride and watch every show in a day. No. It'd take you a week, really, right. to, <laughs> to, to, to yeah, to right. experience it, enjoy it, and be on that journey. And, and, and a lot of people uh, would benefit from the idea of picking out a crystal for yourself. Just one crystal is as sacred as a meditation, as it is learning a new tool or taking a class. They, they all have their value on your journey, every one of those steps. Mm -hmm. And to be in the moment with those things and enjoying it in the moment rather than, you know, we, like we formulate our question while somebody's talking, mm -hmm. right? We, we formulate our answer instead of being in that moment and enjoying it and connecting with it. And when you find that quiet space, that's where the growth truly occurs. It's that, that quietness. And that doesn't mean that it has to be an ohm meditation, right? Taking a moment to feel how that crystal is for you you know, the card is there to give you some guidelines, right? The description is there for guidelines, but what does it really mean to you? And integrating that into your personal experience. And that's that's what I always tell people. It's about your journey. It's, I can tell you what I've experienced. I can share with you what I've heard from other people or what I've seen, but this is about you and how it processes for you. Mm -hmm. Yep. I think a lot of folks turn, I don't know if it's a lot, but I meet some folks who turn to spirituality, want to be on the spiritual path after there's been some event in their life. And whether they know it consciously or not, part of that choice is trying to undo or to make, to ease the pain of that event. And the truth is that you're never off your spiritual path. They were never off their spiritual path. And they, but they have to come to that realization that the, the getting fired from a job or the ugly divorce or the ugly turn events in the family that's just as valid as a as experience in your spiritual path as is the own meditation, as in the 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 spiritual teacher looks at you and gives you a piece of aha where you're like, aha. Ding. It is. But that again, part of my job is I kind of hold people's hands in that because you talk about the shiny, it's much more shiny and much more fun. That right, you have tools that are gonna help me fix my life. Well, yes, but yes. But it takes time, right? And you can't go back the past is the past. The ugly divorce, the ugly firing from a job, the loss of a business, the loss of a friend, a family member. These are all things that are part of your spiritual journey. And when I can, when I can move their consciousness to this has all been on their journey. Those experiences form who we are. Yep. Mm-hmm. And they're all part of the mix. They're, like you said, it's all part of the journey. Your spiritual journey is not actually separate. I, I often ask people, well, what makes you think you're not on your path? Right. <laughs> Be, because you, you're automatically on it. Where, where, wherever that is, wherever your feet are down, if they are down at all, but it, wherever you're at, <laughs> that that is your path. You're on it. You, you, it's automatic. It's it's not a, you know, it's not something you have to strive for. You're already there. It's just about connecting with where you are in this moment and you know taking the next step. I had this crazy experience um, just recently, last couple of months, and. This is how quiet and subtle that aha moments can be. But I was 
Um, waiting in line to order a bagel because there's nothing. I mean, the highest energy food in the world is bleached white flour with whipped fat. <laughs> Bagel and cream cheese, oh my god. And I had this energy wash over me and I thought, this is my life. This is my life. This is who I'm married to. This is where I live. This is my business. These are my friends. And in that moment, and it was just just a second, everything was okay. And I thought, I don't know how to transmit that to people except to tell that story, because there's always some irritation over here. One thing if we could get rid of, we'd get rid of it. But that action over here, this bad actor, right? And I'm not talking Alec Baldwin, but I'm talking like, you know, like anyone, bad actor over here, is causing you irritation. They are, um, they're tuning you. They're fine-tuning you. They are polishing you down in ways that you don't like it. I suppose if I were a piece of iron, I would not want to be in and out of the flames and be roughed up and pounded on or whatever, but I sure would like the finished product, right, being this beautiful sword or, or weapon of some kind. Um, but you have to recognize what those energies are and what they're doing in your life. If not, then I'm trying to get rid of those things. And if you could go back in time and get rid of the loss, the ugly divorce, the ugly job firing, the loss of a business, loss of a friend or family member, you'd be a different person. You would not be the person sitting here. You just That wouldn't heal that part of you. That would take that whole part of you away and you would be a completely different person. This is philosophical stuff that you can't teach in a two-hour class, but is always online with me because people are searching and they have questions and I have to try to get the questions back down into what I think is important as far as the answer. You lost the business. Big deal. In the grand scheme, it's it is. it's it's not. It seems huge when it happens, and when it happens, it is. That's totally valid. That's right. You know, it's it's a meltdown. It's a it, it's a grieving process. It, but there's also the positive things, and we we attach our anchor our, uh, in our experience to the negative things and the positive things. Falling in love and having a child and the you know uh, having an amazing vacation, taking an incredible trip, and and you know picking out that crystal. All of those things are valid. They're all they're all there. So Charles, real quick, you you've uh, uh, kind of touched on uh, your classes and such. So you you teach at ISIS. I do. That is right up the street on Broadway. Mm-hmm. Um, your uh, one of your cohorts there, Granddaughter Crow, has been one of our guests. Yes. Uh, and and uh, tell us a, a little bit more about what you do and how people can find you specifically. Yeah, my website is denver-psychic.com. And that has all my classes and all the information on how to book a reading or just to get in contact with me. I, I probably get an email a day, people that just have a question. I love answering those questions. You know, there's for me, it's uh, as a minister, part of my, my responsibilities are answering these questions and not charging people, right? If I can answer something quickly or turn you over to a resource to, you know, go check out this book or this facility or whatever, I don't have any problem doing that at all. Um, so it's denver-psychic.com, and uh, then the Sunset Spiritualist Church in Kansas is sunsetcamp.org. Awesome. Well, I know you also do seances and stuff. I was checking out your schedule. I may have to come and do some stuff with you again. I really miss those classes. The seances are fun for me. It's it's where I get... If you really just want to see me in my element, that's the place to see me in my element. Because it's not a class. I'm not teaching anything. It is. We come together, meeting of the minds. We create a safe space. And then spirit guides, guardian angels, friends, family, loved ones all come marching in. And I can hardly contain myself in two, two plus hours to try to get messages to everybody. And everybody gets a message. Awesome. Well, Charles, we uh, on behalf of the entire D uh, Discover Spiritual Guests live team, we appreciate you participating and sharing all your knowledge and your and your journey. Uh, this has been an amazing interview, so much fun. Uh, we would uh, we would love to invite you back at some point and and have you on that. again. I think that would be uh, a, a, a entirely appropriate because there's would. there's and so much to offer. We'd love to have you here do something here. I know Corinne talked about a Christmas thing that you do around Christmas time so we'd love to have you here to do some of your stuff um if you ever want to expand or offer something here we'd love to do that i would love to attend yeah so that'd be really cool 
Well, look down the pipeline, folks, for uh, the opportunities to catch uh, Charles Cox here at Discover Your Spiritual Gifts. Uh, that's a pretty exciting development. Yay. Uh, we're going to wrap things up for today. And uh, thank you so much to all of our listeners and uh, those that are participating in spreading the word here at DYSG Live. And uh, we will see you guys in the next episode. Please stay tuned right after this. Uh, we will be highlighting uh, practitioners that are involved uh, directly with the space. So uh, thank you so much for listening and have a great rest of your day. Hi, this is Kevin Oak Street. I am an Oracle and Tarot reader at Discover Your Spiritual Gifts on Tuesdays from 10 to 5. A little background, I've been developing my gifts over a long time and just recently I felt like a light was switched on and I got a lot of support and guidance from those close to me. As I've been developing these gifts, I've known that I wanted to become a healer and to help others as well. And I would love to help you unlock your hidden potential. Hi, I'm Dr. Melinda Wiemet. I'm just here to tell you guys a little bit about myself. My gifts emerged as a child. In my family, it wasn't really looked on as anything new or strange because there was a lot of people in my family that had the same gifts that I do. Grandmothers were scryers, and so mediumship is something that came naturally to me. The services I offer are I give mediumship readings, and classes on metaphysics, also some classes on trance mediumship and healing. I'm available at DYSG, Discover Your Spiritual Gifts, uh, Monday through Friday and every other Saturday, 10 a.m. until 5 p.m. And on Friday evenings from 12 until 8 p.m. There's a touch drawing class coming up on June 22nd, and it's a class where you engage in meditation, drawing, and listening to music to help reach your soul and have and receive messages from your soul about things that's going on in your life right now. And I hope to see you guys there. Discover Connection Awaken For our show on Blog Talk Radio. Discover your spiritual gifts live. Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.